Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law known as the PACT Act provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screenings, and more to veterans who are exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov PACT to learn more and file your claim. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am L.J. LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon the wide-eyed, never-say-die coming out of my cage, and I've been doing just fine. Gotta, gotta be down because I want it all. It started out with a kiss. How did it end up like this? It was only a kiss. It was only a kiss. Now I'm falling asleep, and she's calling cab while he's having a smoke, and she's taking a drag. Now they're got into bed, and my stomach is sick, and it's all in my head, but she's touching his chest. Now he takes, he takes off, off her dress. Now, now let me go. And I just can't look. It's killing me. They're taking control. Jealousy turning saints into the sea, swimming through sick lullabies, choking on your alibis. But it's just the price I pay. Destiny is calling me. Open up my eager eyes because I'm Mr. Brightside Karam. We are a belly up sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how you doing? Doing good, LJ. Hopefully, you guys are still here and you didn't turn it off. Uh. <laughs> I'll tell you, I've never had more trouble just speaking the lyrics during one of these openings than that song. That song just does something to you. It makes you want to scream the words at the top of your lungs. Mr. Brightside, great song. LJ, this is our final episode of the season here's the schedule pr- prior to us uh, getting too far into the show this uh, uh, we should start with saying we have oh yeah renewed, thank you we have renewed ourselves for season two mlb daily will return next year with a bigger and better batter whatever word you want to use we will be back uh we will be sure to be making bigger announcements regarding next year's show um, in the coming months. First, I also thank you all for sticking with us the whole season. I mean, LJ and I really never thought that we would be able to get through the full season with us both being full-time college students, but amazing, really happy. The closest I've ever followed 
baseball, really any sport in my life. Uh, so just amazing. But um, as yeah. for the schedule, real quick, this and then um, once the awards all get announced, we will do a show recapping that. But yeah, LJ, I'll, I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, look, Brandon's right. I don't know how long we actually thought this would go, but the likelihood of us making it all the way through this season and having it go so well, having us feel confident about the content we talked about every single day is just amazing. And to be able to have also done this while building a great following, a great listenership, I was not expecting things to go so well year one. I thought this was going to be a much bigger building process. I thought the win was going to be getting through the season, but there's a whole lot more for it. Certainly is. And um, let's not forget that we will um, – actually, I should – we should thank uh, Belly Up Sports mm. for uh, picking us up the start of the season helping us throughout this whole process excited to collaborate and work more with them but just awesome and um lj should we talk some mlb for the final day final daily show let's do it we only got one more game to go all right the last game that matters in the MLB, we've got game six of the World Series. This is at least until March 31st, opening day 2022. Braves and Astros. LJ, we're going to skip the recap because you're listening. You already know the Braves won 7 nothing. Quite the performance from the Braves just all around. Uh, and well, I'm going to start off right now. What a team that this is. A losing record at the all-star break. The least amount of wins that any team has in the playoffs. Believe it or not, the Seattle Mariners and Toronto Blue Jays both win more games in the regular season than this club does. They beat in the DS the Brewers. They beat the Dodgers in the CS, and they take down the Astros. Not easy competition to get through, and... um. I know some people that are Braves fans, people that are diehards, and I, I I just feel so happy for them. I mean, to win on the road, like obviously they you, you would have wanted to do it at home in game five, but to win on the road and just hear the crowd go silent after the final out, that's like, I think that that is so cool. Look. We always talk about, or Billy Bean particularly always talks about, you just got to get hot, get to the postseason and hope you get hot. That's so wrong. It takes, it takes a lot more than that mm. to win in the postseason. It takes another year that a lot of teams, even when they are hot, don't have. You have to stay hot for, what would you say, at most 35 days? Yeah. Teams don't stay hot for 35 days straight. The postseason not- started October 5th. It's November 2nd. Like, that's a full month that you got to stay hot for. That that doesn't happen. And then there's all, all of the big high-pressure moments, all of those situations. 
some guys just aren't built for it. Some teams, their chemistry is not built for that much scrutiny, those high-pressure situations. Look, a lot of people are going to complain about the fact that this is an 88-win team and there was 106, 108-win teams in this playoffs. But let me remind you, baseball's system, baseball's format is the way it is for a reason. The whole point of the regular season, the whole point of this path, the championship is you need those 162 games to prove you are good enough to get your foot in the door for this. Past that, nothing is earned. You're absolutely right. And what I think people take for granted, yeah, they won 88 games in the season. Um, it's a 162-game season. It's already long enough. You add on another month. That's another month on the bullpen, on the rotation. Another how many games on the position players as well. I mean, these guys are pretty much on, like, their fumes at this point. And for them to come through and win is awesome. Uh, it, that's mostly why you don't see anybody go back-to-back. How it's many teams, so hard, yeah. How many teams do you know that truly look good and get good results in the first couple of months of the season after winning the World Series? Like, they'll, they can look fine, but they don't look dominant. They don't look like they did at the end of their main season, their championship season. It takes so much out of you. And sometimes managers overblow this, but – across the board, you're not going to play like you did the year before to start off the next season. This is just a lot on the body, but to also um, double back on that comment about the bullpen, is this the best bullpen performance throughout a postseason that we've seen ever possibly? You know, I, I don't know, but in my lifetime and in my baseball life, comprehending baseball so about 2010 on yes right it could, it's close this Braves bullpen entered game five with a sub one ERA at home sub two on the road even with the three earned from AJ Minter with the amount of innings they've pitched I can't imagine that the bullpen ERA is any higher than two probably closer to one, one and a half at this point. So you add that on to the fact that I need to double check this count. One, two, three, four. How many pitchers did they use tonight? It was Freed Matzik Smith, right? Yes. So six. Brandon, this team made 64 pitching changes in this postseason. 64 in seven, six, 13. What did they do? Three games with the Brewers or four? Four. Four. So 20. So 64 pitching changes over 20 games. <laughs> that is ridiculous. That's, that's four pitchers a game that they're using consistently. Not only is that the antithesis of Rob Manfred's modern baseball, but the amount of innings that have been put on these guys, the amount of innings that have been put on the top guys here, uh, 
Smith, Matzik, you name them. All of these guys have had to step up. AJ Minter, step up in big moments consistently. There was a point in time where, like, the top four – didn't the top four uh, in this bullpen pitch, like, three out of the first four games of the series? They pitched, like, three out of the first four games in the Brewers series. I'm pretty sure Will Smith had the save in all three of the wins against the Brewers. Yeah, they they pitched a lot. Um, and I – by the way, when you're done this one, I have some stats for best postseason bullpens ever. So we'll have to compare. Okay, yeah, this is just – this is a all-time performance for me. Stand out regardless of all the great things this lineup did. Eddie Rosario – Jorge Soler, uh, I think this is a good time to mention. That was a moon blast tonight. I was actually on WLAS at the time this happened, so I missed it live, but I was blown away when I saw that 445 to left, 100-plus miles an hour, crushed. Uh, That was one of the most exciting things I've seen. Three-two count, I think, right? When it went... Got thrown. Uh, such a pivotal pitch. And it reminds me of Albert Pujols off of Brad Lidge in that same stadium. I mean, ball went to the same spot. I was literally watching the Albert Pujols clip over and over and over again on YouTube the other day. Just go and look up Albert Pujols home run uh, NLCS. It, it will be the first thing that comes up. There is people in the comment section of that YouTube video, and I've read it elsewhere, who said that they were either at the game or they know someone at the game, and the only thing you could hear was Albert Pujols' cleats hitting the dirt as he was running around the bases. Like, that is how silent it went in there. That home run reminded me of that, just a towering moonshot of a home run 460 feet, I believe, was the final mark on that. Just, oh, Solaire, man. He out-homers the Astros in this series. And when series MVP, it should be noted, because we're on the topic of him. Yes, that yes, because that was his third home run of the series. Yes. Fantastic play. I believe it was 949 OPS on the series. Wow. Or... MLB, or maybe I was looking at something else because MLB.com has a, a 1.191 in, but yeah. Does that look right? Um, Let's like, see. Right? It might have been 949 for the postseason because remember, he was out for most of the CS due to COVID. Right. Um. Yeah, 1.191 for the postseason. He had a 9.48. Either way, crushing the ball. Oh, yeah. And this guy is a postseason player, LJ. You look at his career in the postseason. So we had 33 at bats this postseason. In his career, he's had 65 at bats, still over a 1.1 OPS. He's just. Like his stats on the Cubs, 2015 postseason, seven games, nine hits, three home runs. 2016 postseason on the Cubs, not as good in those eight games. But this dude shows up when it matters, and I love that. I mean, 
he was, I mean, just more credit to Alex Anthopoulos for trading a single-A relief pitcher for this guy to trade that line. Um, and it's amazing, too, because, like, this is a guy that, I mean, you talk about his whole thing always felt like it was he just hasn't put things together. Like, he's got the natural power, but he just needs to put a few more things together, and he can be terrifying. And he comes to Atlanta, and he does it. Brandon, you cannot scoff at 55 games with an 882 OPS. It's it's crazy. Crazy. Now, is this a good time to talk about Freddie Freeman, or did you want to give those stats? Yeah, let me bring this up real quick, because this is this is really interesting to me. Now, I don't have anything specific for the Braves, um, but this website ranked the best bullpens in the postseason ever. The 1990 Reds allowed 0.6 run or uh, uh, 0.60 ERA in 31 and a third innings pitched across that postseason. 2003 Red Sox, 1.31 ERA across 34 innings. 88 Oakland A's, 1.45 ERA in 31 innings. Um, I don't think the 1990 Reds are really going to get beat. Um, they had like 18 and a third scoreless innings at one point. Uh, only two runs allowed in that whole postseason. This is certainly one of the best ever though because yeah. Go ahead. the 2014 royals they were also uh this article was written during that run of the royals then and they were really impressive as well so yeah i think the important thing to note here is i think we have to assume that they're there they have to be around somewhere vaguely around that 2003 red sox number based yeah. on we, based on what we already knew and the very fact that every other name on every name on that list happened at the earliest when we were one years old, that's pretty telling that this had to be the greatest one we've ever seen. I love it, man. It's With so much usage, so much, so dominant. To be so effective for so long with so much um what's the word i'm looking for not showing um usage sample size sample size Large yeah size. it's amazing and one last thing here while we're on the pitching staff and really this team in general um let's not forget like who they're getting back next year <laughs> I'll start off with like the worst and we'll go to the best. Um, you know, this guy, where is he? Why can't I find him? Now I can't think of his name. I was relying on something here. Um, they're, they're, they're a pitcher there. Oscar uh, Yanoa. Him, the other one who got hurt in the, at the start of the season. Oh, what's oh, his Brandon, name? You can't remember him. What is his name, LJ? Soroka. Soroka. There we go. Mike Soroka was the best player on their 2019 team. He comes back. 
Kawaskari Noah comes back from injury. Charlie Morton is still on a $20 million deal. Ian Anderson will be back. Okay. Max Freed will be back. How about that starting five, LJ? Freed, Anderson, Morton, Kawaskari Noah, and uh, Soroka. And then they're going to re-sign Freddie Freeman. He will not even consider yeah. offers from anywhere else. Um, For Joe Buck to say that this could have been his last at bat as a as a Brave was. Well, I mean, it could. Could. Things could rapidly change. I doubt he will listen to any other offers other than from the Atlanta Braves. But you never know with these things. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I just don't. I don't think they're in a situation to screw this up. We can. I, I'd actually love to talk about um, their off season after we get through a little bit more. I just want to talk about Freddie Freeman real quick because there's a couple other things I want to bring up about their off seasons. Um, but congratulations to the man. Look, this has been one of my favorite players since I started following the league. Great guy. You can. You can tell. You can tell he shows so much personality and he shows so much um, shows himself as such a leader, such a great guy that you can't help but like Freddie Freeman. And when he gets to go on this deep playoff run after committing himself to the city of Atlanta for so long, like this has been a long road for him. And there was a lot of years where he was really good and this team was really freaking bad. It's so hard to stick with that and keep up, keep your spirits up. And he got through it. Now he's reaping the rewards of staying around so long, which is another reason not to leave. It's great to see him get successful playoff run. It's amazing to see him win the World Series. It's amazing to see him hit a home run in the decisive game. And more so, it feels great for him to get the last put out. Amazing. I mean, that is exactly what you want. Uh, and I love Freddie Freeman. I love what this lineup has done. Uh, let's not forget about their biggest guy that will be coming back, and that's Ronald Acuna Jr. Hopefully by May, they hope to have him back. Uh, I do have to ask this. So Dansby Swanson, they got a runner on first to begin with. When he gets the ball, he looks to second. My question for you is, because I they didn't show the runner going to second. Did he not have a play there, or did he choose to throw it to Freddie? Because I think either is a very realistic option. Okay, so I was actually thinking this in my head when I saw it was a runner on first and one out, the at-bat prior. I was like – thinking through all the ends of world series. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen a world series end on a double play. Like that just seems like that would be cool, but like, that's not as cool as just like a normal put out. 
like I don't know is, is that just me or like I feel like I'd rather see like a, a, a throw across the diamond like that just, I would rather just, see it put out just because of the way it works and you know I would be interested I didn't feel this way with the Dodgers but as a person who like the Braves are pretty much my National League team I mean or to an extent, them and the Giants, I should say. I'm not going to completely disown the Giants after I got on the bandwagon this year. But, like, I've got family who are avid Braves fans, love Freddie Freeman, of course. So I root for them hard. I had, like, feel, feel felt like I had skin in the game watching it. When it was that one and the when it's the Red so- was the Red Sox, that last inning almost slows down. Like, I – I, watching the replay of that final out looked so much faster now than it did actually watching it. So for that reason only, I don't think the double play has the same effect because it would just look so weird. Yeah. It was so weird in that point in time because it's all happening so quick but slow at the same time. Like you're having trouble processing it all to begin with. The other question I had about that play, Dansby Swanson, of course, local guy. You grow up there, there's no way you're not – you grow up in the South, there's no way you're not a Reds, uh, Braves fan. Certainly, if you live in the greater Atlanta area, you are a, an Atlanta Braves fan. My question to you, Brandon, you play shortstop for the New York Yankees. It's the deciding, it's the deciding out for you to win the World Series. You make the play. Is your first thought, oh, my gosh, the Yankees just won the World Series – or is your first thought, oh my gosh, I just won the World Series? Because I think both are very likely. It's a good point. Um, it's a really good point. Can you imagine that feeling too? Because either way, it works the same. Where like you realize, like let's say I'm like, oh my gosh, the Red Sox just won the World Series, and I'm celebrating and going crazy. And then later on, I get a chance to take a breath and it hits me, I just won the World Series. Like, that's just a fun double dip to have. Now, LJ, I've, this is a little off topic, but it involves a Braves player. Did, did you happen to see any news regarding uh, Ari Adrianza today? No. 12.34 p.m. Eastern today. Gets placed on the paternity list ahead of the game. How would you feel if that was you? It's awesome, right? Like your kid. Okay, yes. If you're looking, if we're looking at this in a perfectly moral way, yes, it's awesome. You know, to be able to have your kid realistically, hopefully, fingers crossed, have your kid before they win the World Series. And so you get to be holding your child as your team and you win your first World Series ring, even if you're not able to be there. That's such an incredible moment. Watching it from the hospital, like just rooting on your teammates, that's incredible. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Going to that Red Sox-Yankees wildcard game is the second greatest moment of my life I'm projecting. The third is going to be the birth of my first child. So I can't imagine a World Series and the birth of my child combined. And the greatest moment of your life is? Senior night, varsity bowling. Break the three-game scoring record. Yes. Life is good. Um, 
yeah, the Braves lineup that they're returning, Freddie Freeman's back. Um, I'd have to assume they're going to re-sign Solaire because he's going to be an NLDH next year. So Actually, I think this is a good time to pick him because, Brandon, there's basically, what would you say, six outfielders vying for legitimate minutes in this outfield next year. And that's ridiculous. You have to re-sign Rosario Solaire. Yeah, you basically Freeman, have to re-sign the majority of them. Adam so, Duvall. Let's let's get the whole Freddie Freeman thing out of our heads. He's going He's nowhere. Okay. While I would while I would freak out if he was a Red Sox, he is going absolutely nowhere. We Brennan, how do you handle the amount of outfielders? Because we go through it. A Rosario, Jorge Soler. Adam Duvall, Jock Peterson. So that's four there. Um, Guillermo Heredia, if we want to count these guys. Uh, Christian Pache. You're forgetting about one. Ronald Acuna. I was getting you're, there. You're also forgetting about another. What am I forgetting? Um, you know, just the guy who won. Marcelo Zuna. You know, just the guy who won the Silver Slugger in 2020 and will more than likely be playing baseball at some point again, who they just signed to a four-year contract heading into this year with a club option for the fifth year. So we basically named, what, seven guys? And there's probably more you could pull from that are lower on the depth chart. Ari Adrianza. Yep, all right, eight. You can reasonably keep five. They also like, and they need to re-sign. So the ones they need to re-sign, if they want to keep them, Eddie Rosario and Jorge Soler. Um, well, let me start with this. They do not have an option on re-signing Freddie Freeman or Jorge Soler. That is the curt is it's the blessing and the curse. I think of a World Series is as a team, as a front office, as a management, you have a responsibility to give those stars what they deserve the guys that stepped up in those i genuinely do think that is that is something that should happen and it happens on most teams you see it all the time so there's no doubt in my mind that freddie freeman and jorge soler are back in braves uniforms next year eddie rosario is probably the same thing and frankly he deserves it we've talked about before how great he is and what he did in the als or nlcs was ridiculous so that's all the more reason. Honestly, he is like, if I put tier one, no, no doubt about it, they have to bring him back, is Soler and Freeman. A very close tier two is Eddie Rosario. Past that, I'm not really sure because I can make a case for a lot of guys. Jock Peterson, just a great overall. He's got a club option, I think, or a player option. Mutual yeah. option. There oh, we he's go. He's a mutual option. Um you got to keep him around because keep in mind, you can trade all these guys too. So if you don't have room for, if you don't have room for these guys, you can go round out the rest of your roster with some of these outfielders. But overall, I think he brings around a really good vibe. Like he's been big for this team in a number of ways. Adam Duvall, how long does he have to continue to hit bombs before we start taking him serious enough? Yeah, how long does he need to, you know, lead the NL and homers and the MLB and RBIs? And so you look at that, 
And you look at the fact that he already has ties here. I mean, he was here last year or two years ago, last year. A few years ago, yeah, at some point. Two years ago before he moved, he moved and got signed by Miami. And then Miami trades him back here this year. So oh, he was there in 2020, actually. So last year. This is this is their opportunity to right that wrong. So I really don't know where you go with this because reasonably you need five, maybe six if you're if we're counting on Acuna to be back on time of these guys. Yeah, because we're who do you let go? Um LJ, maybe. And I know this might be a little strange. What if you trade Christian Pache? I mean, he probably has the most value that you're going to get in return out of all of them because he's a still a prospect. I like it a lot, honestly, because the other thing, too, is this, this World Series solidifies what we've really known for a very long time because of how the, back, the back-to-back to back division titles that they got going i can't remember that off the top of my head uh four in a row back to back to back to back four straight division titles back to back trips to the nlcs and now a world series this team is competitive right now they're in a big market they can afford to spend a little you don't necessarily need all of your prospects even if you don't have a ton to begin with you can afford to move pache now and then just go to free agency and trading to fill out that outfield need if it comes if it arises and also who's saying that you know a situation like what happened this year where their outfield was just absolutely ravaged by injury who's saying that's not going to happen next year is either well you have the dh spot so there's another player that fits in to your daily lineup, whether it's Duval, Rosario, Acuna when he first gets back, uh, Soler. I mean, there's there, there is options for all. Yeah, these but that's guys. not the same though, because the majority of these guys that they've got are veteran players. Like, how many of them, other than Pache, is there really anyone with less service time? Cunha doesn't count because he's already under contract. Um, yeah, no, definitely not. Oh, this Drew Waters guy. I forgot about Drew Waters. Um, oh, I mean, Ar- I forgot Orlando Arcia was on this team as well. Um, Arcia, Gore, Heredia could all go down reasonably. Yeah, no, they're all done. And they could, you could put them down to the minors if you wanted the depth. But past that, Everybody's a major league player, and these guys are way too good to be accepting demotions to stay with Atlanta. They wouldn't do it. So when you look at it that way, your options are either play play these six guys we have remaining, or six seven guys that we have remaining, and and try to figure that out, or you got to move somebody on because you can't you can't just have this guy these guys sitting on the bench. It's a good years. problem to have. It's a good problem to have, but you can't keep having the problem. No, certainly not. Um, and, of course, in the infield, their corner, and to really this whole infield, Freeman at first, Ozzy Albies at second, Swanson at shortstop, Young Thick, Austin Riley at third, uh, who 
led the team in war this year. Holy crap, this lineup. Travis Darno's very solid as a catcher as well. 2020, so. 2020 Silver Slugger winner. Right? Yeah. Um, a lot to look forward to with this team, especially, and I went through all the pitchers and what we saw at this bullpen. Um, LJ, can we switch to the Houston side of this? Because um, I know that this is a celebration of the Braves, but – we should yeah, at least yes, talk. but we do we do have to get back to the celebration because there's multiple things to cover there. Oh, the yeah, yeah, let's talk about the actual celebration. Yes. Okay. Well, for starters, I need everybody to go back and watch the video of the final out because I pointed this out to Brandon. I know, I'm not sure if you noticed it before I mentioned it. Where on earth was Eddie Rosario to start this play? Because he made it to the infield in an obscenely short time. Like what happens is Dansby Swanson throws the ball. He throw, gets his glove off, his hat off, throws it up in the air, runs to Ozzy Albies. And by the time he's to Ozzy Albies, Eddie Rosario is already there. This dude's playing left field. Um, How fast was he running and when did he start running? So the MLB youtube channel posted a video i don't know if they're highlighting okay yeah so they're going like player by player showing so i'm gonna wait for them to get to eddie rosario to see exactly so they showed so there's swanson they showed freeman they showed albies um wow dansby with quite the celebration glove huge yeah. toss there's freed running from the dugout catcher snicker no whether or not it's gonna they didn't show eddie rosario you gotta be kidding me he was probably moving too fast asked for them to see he's going like mock jesus i'm gonna watch the broadcast version of the final out and see okay so there he is throws the glove in the air and there's eddie rosario he's just there he's just he just teleports into the frame and i just i can't get over it because i don't understand was he like, I don't get it. Also, no dog pile? I thought you I thought you always dog pile. I mean, it it was weird because part of that's on Freddie, I think. Not I the Cubs dog pile, because that was like the same situation. Because Freddie Freeman went running towards his teammates, which is also like what a great guy. He goes to celebrate to his teammates. The majority of the time, the dog pile happens wherever the last out was made, either the mound or by first base. Freddie Freeman kind of ran towards it, and I don't think anybody knew what to do. So I'm watching the Cubs right now. Rizzo, like, just starts walking towards the infield, and then they didn't dog pile. They just kind of ended up near second base. The Nationals, they definitely dogpiled because it ended on a strikeout, right? So they they had oh, to have oh, dogpiled. Always dogpiled there. Let me see. Unless I'm, no, they didn't. What? What? I guess no dogpiles. Wow. I'm literally going through every team now real quick. I just have to see. <laughs> is this, this not a thing? Well, 
Wild Brandon goes through this and gets us our stats on dogpiling. No, no, no dogpile for the Dodgers. Okay. My... No dogpile for the Dodgers. So that's I that's like enough. To talk about um, a little more getting into the trophy ceremony now. Um, for starters, it appeared to me Rob Manfred sober this year. Well, we should start with he was 100% not sober last year, correct? Correct. I feel like it, we would have heard something if he was ill. So that's the only other thing. The only two things he could have been is hammered or having some form of like medical issue like a stroke. Those were the only two options that you could see based on his behavior in the trophy presentation. He had to be drunk. There's no way about it. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Yeah, he seemed good this year. Um, I think last year, literally what happened was he saw the Rays were in the lead. And he's like, oh, they're not going to pull Blake Snell. Let me. They couldn't possibly pull this. I mean, let me let me down a few of them. Um, yeah. Um, no, that was, you know, I always liked the, the, the post-game stuff after a championship. Uh it's cool, you know, to see all the players finally, you know, start to come to their senses. Like, holy crap, we actually just won. They got the goggles on. They're get they're they're getting the shirts. They're getting ready for the huge, um, you know, just celebration that's going to ensue the next few days. It's awesome. Uh, it is. And it how can't you be romantic about sports, LJ? I don't know. And it just gets more and more fun as it goes. The more people realize that the more they relax, the more that all the adrenaline and pressure from playing wears off. Like the plane rides for this stuff always feel like they're insane. Like something is always happening. I mean, the Red Sox won. There was so many, so much, there was so much content that came out of the plane ride from LA to Boston alone. That's without any of the interviews. That's without any of the actual stuff from on the field. That's without anything that happened afterwards. Just the plane ride, the whatever that be, six hours. Those six hours or whatever it is gave so much content. And then, Brandon, I'm not sure if you've heard this story. Have you heard the Juan Soto story from 2019? No. All right. This is going to warm your heart more than any other story you've heard today. Basically, so they won on Halloween and they were on their way back or the day before Halloween last year, 
they were on their way back on Halloween and it became very clear very early that all of the kids of the players weren't going to be able to get home in time to trick or treat. So what does Juan Soto do? He, while in, um, where did they, Houston, while in Houston, he gets multiple massive bags of candy, starts handing the bags of candy to different adults throughout the plane. So that way, all of the kids who got on the plane in their Halloween costumes, and they didn't know that they're going to be able to trick or treat, they were just in the costumes because they were like, hey, it'll be, it'll be fun. They all got to trick or treat throughout the plane to all the different. Oh, that's amazing. Amazing. Um, LJ, I just tagged you in a tweet from October 25th, 2016, where this guy took a screenshot of a text message saying 2021, when we graduate from college, it's going to be Astros and Braves and the Braves are winning in six. Save it now. Wow. And the tweet is literally from 2016. So there's no, there's no editing anything here. Oh, yeah, the, the texting screen hasn't looked like that in ages. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, That's it's tweeted in 2016, too. Tweeted in 2016, yes. Yeah, so it's fully legit. This is about to go viral. Um, LJ, also, Terrence Gore has now won two championships since his last MLB plate appearance on the 2020 Dodgers roster does not have a single plate appearance for them, but it was on their, but came in in two games as a pinch runner on the 2021 Braves roster comes in for one game as a pinch runner and the other as a defensive replacement does not record a plate appearance. Well, I think there's one better World Series than that to talk about. And that is the main man, Jeff Mathis. Let us all remember, Jeff Mathis played in a total of three games. Jeff Mathis, most known for the fact that He's not the flashiest defensive catcher in terms of like the advanced metrics. He's also the worst hitter in the last decade and a half of the league in terms of guys who've actually been able to stay up. But, but he can his, frame. His framing and his pitch calling, pitch calling in relationship with the pitchers more so, managed to keep him in the league for a total of 948 games so far. He has played 948 games with a career batting average of 194, a career OPS plus of 48. He is 52% worse than the average hitter. LJ, in terms... And he has now won a World Series. In terms of all catchers since 2005 with at least 200 innings caught behind the plate, he has the fourth most defensive runs saved out of every catcher, except for Buster Posey, Russell Martin, and Yachty. It takes 
a special type of defender to be able to overcome whatever is going on here offensively. Jeff Mathis and go watch the foolish baseball, foolish baseball video. If you haven't. Absolutely. Very well done. Definitely check it out to learn a little more about this guy. It's great to see him win one. Well, is that all we have on the Braves? Um, no? no, because I did want to bring up that guy at the trophy. Did you see that or no? Yeah, the guy who looked exactly like a Dusty Baker. Yeah, there was a guy that looked exactly like Dusty Baker that for no reason, while the commissioner was talking, decided to peek his head into the camera shot to get a good look at the trophy, walks past like half the team to lean in and look and then goes back. Who on earth is this man? And where did the audacity come from? I don't know. These are I was, I need to figure out before before our next episode, whenever that is, I need to find this answer. Well, the Houston Astros who lose this World Series. Um, yeah, um, where do we start from here? Another fantastic season by them. Uh Jose Altuve continues to be one of the most clutch postseason performers in the history of the league. 23 postseason home runs is, is not easy. I was in attendance for one of them, and that was not fun to watch. Um, and, I mean, in terms of the game, Luis Garcia was really pitching good until that home run by Soler. Yeah, here's the other thing, too. Who, who exactly thought it was the greatest idea ever to put a, rick, a rookie into a position where he had to pitch on three days rest? For the first time ever, like in his career. In the world, in the decisive game of the World Series. When you, when have, you could have started Urquidy, who had thrown like 14 pitches a day ago. And you was, could have started Urquidy. You also could have gone Urquidy Granky and just not given them the same workload. I mean, you could have used Garcia in this game if you wanted to. Yeah, exactly. Zach Ranke, too, to get back on him, he isn't the type of guy to shy away from the ball. Like, if you tell him we need whatever innings you can give us, he's going to give you those innings no matter how many days rest it is. So that shouldn't be the concern. But I don't yeah. get it, man. It, it wasn't the call I go with. I don't think it was an egregious call. Logically, in most other situations, I would be fine with it. It's just not the one I make in this situation, which does help me take the sting off of the loss for Luis Garcia. Yeah, also real quick, Max Freed, six innings, four hits, no earned runs. Outstanding. Uh, oh, yeah, one thing from specifically from the game. First inning, LJ, did you see the controversial play? No. Okay, so there's a ball hit to Freddie Freeman off the base. Freed's running over to cover it, to cover the base. Freddie tosses him the ball. Freed catches it, but his back foot is not on the base. It's kind of like in front of the base. 
Michael Brantley full on steps on this man's ankle. Okay. Unintentionally. This is no uh, Manny Machado, but steps on this man's ankle and then doesn't step on the base with his other foot. So he completely misses first base, right? Braves do not challenge this because you only get a certain amount of time to challenge and they didn't show the good camera angle until like the third or fourth view where you clearly see Michael Brantley never touched first base and then Freed ends up touching first base. Cleated like, like full cleats into this guy's back calf, right? Like in his calf, like just full cleats. The next pitch he throws the hardest pitch of his entire career. And he gets out of the inning. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, you got to do something to get the pain out of the uh, out of your system. Brendan, have you ever heard of the transitive property? I have. I believe that was that what was that play here? Oh, that was such an awkward play. I just Wait, I just, you see the slow-mo of the cleat. It's bad. I mean, you can't blame Brantley. No, he's, he's just running as hard as he can. <laughs> Honestly, it's more on. I mean, how I does the ump not? How does the ump see that Freed never touched the base, but that Brantley didn't touch the base? Like, what's he looking at? Because the throw beat. Brantley to the bag. So the ump clearly sees that Freed's foot's off the base, but he can't think, tell that the runner completely jumped over the base. No, what I think happened is, well, because you can see the ankle turn. So it's pretty easy for you to see that the ankle of Freed turned, but the angle is not good enough for the uh, to tell if Brantley touched or not. I will also say, I think this is even more, it's kind of on Max Freed. That was an incredibly awkward way to try to make that play. Yeah. Um, all right. Regardless of that, back to the Astros. Yeah, LJ, I mean, general thoughts. This is like a mini postmortem here for them. General thoughts on their season. Um, fantastic. I think they really needed this 95 wins here after a subpar last year with all the scrutiny. They needed this to remind the world of what they are and what their legacy should be past what this era's legacy should be. This era should not be responsible, no matter how many players are on the team from that 2017 team. They should not be fully responsible for the mistakes of a prior team or the poor choices of a prior team. And that's what they've done is they've kind of, I think they've, saved themselves from that in the eyes of a lot of people because they came out and they showed we are that talented. We are the team that everybody thought we were in 2017, even though we did cheat for a portion of that year. We are just as good as that. We are Fox Sports. Um, sorry, that just popped in my head. But like this is, I think, this does a lot for me in terms of establishing and reminding the world this team is incredibly talented without all of that other stuff. And you're absolutely right. 
the players that they could potentially be losing this offseason, though, Carlos Correa is a free agent. Granky's a free Correa's agent. Correa's a tiger. He has to at least sign first. Carlos Correa, free agent. Zach Granky, free agent. Uh, Justin Verlander, a free agent, who didn't even pitch in this whole season. LJ, let's do like the thing that we did with the Braves. Um, like, I, I love how people have been talking about Carlos Correa going pretty much anywhere except re-signing with the Astros. And that was the same thing with like, uh, what's his name? A Garrett Cole. Like, I get that the Astros, like, at least it doesn't make the most sense because what their payroll is right now. But like, who's saying that he doesn't resign with the Astros? I mean, no one's saying that he's not resigning, especially seeing I'm sure based on the fact that Brantley chose to go back to Houston rather than to go to Toronto, or at least that's what it looks like, shows me that they at least were giving offers last year. So there's some, there's going to be something there for Correa, but I just don't see it being a lot. It's if he loves it there. Yes. That's totally fine to go back to, but if he loved it there, he'd already have re- might've already resigned. Yeah. Not, yeah. De- not definite. I shouldn't say, cause I mean, there's plenty of other guys who've gone on the open market and still ended up going back to their teams because that's where they wanted to be. I think another thing that hurts that case Jeremy Pena, the top prospect in their organization this year, the number 42 prospect in baseball, also happens to be a shortstop. If I'm Houston, I'm not going to be, as much as he is important to the team, I look at everything else I have here. I look at Altuve, Brantley, Alvarez, Bregman, Tucker. That's more than enough to be almost as scary. At worst, I don't think without Correa, there's very few future worlds where um, the Astros aren't a top five scoring offense next year, even without Carlos Correa on this team. So they have they have enough flexibility all around the rest of this roster for a guy like Jeremy Pena to be able to slowly bring himself into play. It just makes so much more sense for them not to have him there. Yeah, uh, I. That's that makes sense. It, it certainly does. And as for the pitchers, I don't see a world where either of them should be back. You have well, but they have so much. But then, like, they're but they're not just going to cut their payroll by sixty million dollars and just be okay with that. No, no, no. I don't. I mean, they can certainly add for, to somewhere else. But Brandon, you can't tell me you're you look at Lance McCullers extended clearly extended. Framber Valdez, Luis Garcia, Jose Urquidy, Christian Javier, this is the future of the team. And there's a lot of teams that look like they need pitching right now, starting pitching especially. There's going to be a lot of teams going out there not necessarily wanting to go after the biggest guy on the market. And all of a sudden that opens up a lot of teams for Verlander and Granke to choose from. I can think of a certain team in the Northeast that would very much love to have one of these veteran guys who at, at minimum would slot into a two in most rotations still. A Yanks, lot of teams, baby. a lot of teams, the Yanks. a lot of teams would be that, that wasn't the team I was thinking of, but a lot of teams 
would be very willing to gamble on Justin Verlander because he's that good. Granky, almost exactly the same. So there's just going to be too much competition for them to want to compete with. Quick note on Justin Verlander because I typed his name into Google. First tweet that pops up. Drew Smiley joins Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, David Price, Anibal Sanchez, and Rick Porcello as starting pitchers for the 2014 Tigers, who have now won the World Series with a different team. They're amazing. That, that team is amazing. And Robbie Ray out of the bullpen. Robbie Ray out of the bullpen. <laughs> generally, genuinely amazes me. Basically, what you're saying is the 2014 Tigers added a World Series champion and an and a Cy Young to an already long list of World Series champions and Cy Youngs. Because is that the fourth or fifth Cy Young from that team? Uh, let's Verlander, see. Scherzer, Porcello, Price, Ray. Robbie Ray, yeah. Fifth. Yeah. Wow. I mean, as for uh, as as for Justin Verlander, it can never hurt to have enough pitching depth. I don't see why they don't give him like, I don't know, a pretty big number for a one or two year deal. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. It just makes sense to me. I just don't see why that would, I don't, I don't know if they're going to want to, after clearing all that money off their books, why would they want to overpay on a gamble on Justin Verlander when they have so many other good things going and they could reinvest that money into something a little more known. This team, this team just went to the World Series without Justin Verlander. They don't need to take that risk financially. And there's a lot more teams that are going to be a lot more aggressive with that risk. Brandon, out of curiosity, what are you saying the annual value of that deal would be? I genuinely don't know. I twenty twenty five yes. million dollars. Let's let's put it at twenty. If they set the if they were to set his market at 20 i guarantee you there is another team that thinks they're a playoff contender maybe even toronto i keep naming north other northeast teams there's like at least three teams in the northeast alone that could use a veteran starter and a top top of the end rotation pitcher and you're telling me that those teams wouldn't be aggressive enough to pull the trigger on two years 27 two years 25 and if you're the Astros, why would you want to pay all that extra for a guy that doesn't like, I mean, he's, he certainly has a spot in the rotation. The rotation moves around for him, but he isn't a crucial part of this team. Okay. Can I make, can I make a hot take real quick? Cause I just remember there's a guy who's in a pretty similar situation to Justin Verlander. Kershaw's uh, not going anywhere. Not Kershaw. No, no, no. The guy who got hurt um and will be back. Noah Syndergaard. Hmm. 
going to the Angels. It's a perfect fit. He gets to disappoint us on the Angels now. I see. Tell me it's not. It, no, you're right. It, it's the perfect fit. And I've got another one if this team doesn't cheap out because I just thought of it. Nelson Cruz to the A's. They'd never do it. They would cheap out. <laughs> they would cheap out. It will never happen because not only not only is Nelson Cruz's value far higher than they're willing to pay with just the American League, but Nelson Cruz's value is going to skyrocket when you add 15 teams to this player pool, into, his, into the pool to choose from. Yeah, he's like the only real DH that's going to be on the market too. A lot of these NL teams kind of already have like a guy that they're conf- that they're like pretty comfortable with off their bench. When you can add Nelson Cruz, like he's the he's the best option on the market for DH. So he's going to get a bag. He certainly is. Um. Yeah, that was that was uh that was one of my hot takes. I've also been hearing the Rangers just involved in like a little bit of everything. And like I don't know. I know it's early and this it feels is way too early. But oh, you mean early in the offseason? I mean early, early in their track. Early in the offseason, yeah. To oh. be talking about this. Cause like this, because like I feel like they're kind of in the same situation. They're like a year behind what Toronto was. In a way, maybe because they got some. Are we looking at at the same Texas Rangers team? No, like they've got guys, kind of. All right, which guys? Adelise Garcia. Okay. Okay, no, but here's the thing, LJ. All of their guys are like somewhat older, right? Yeah. Like they don't have any younger guys. They're going to need to go. Like, what is their goal? Just suck with a bunch of like 26 year olds and waste their prime for the next three years or like try to do something. I don't know. I mean, it just, it, it was kind of shocking because it feels like this team has, all right, maybe it's, it feels too early to spend big money because this team has so many holes. Like, yeah. Not only did, not only could this uh, this team yeah, this team scored the twenty eighth most runs this year, had the twenty eighth starter ERA, and the seventeenth reliever ERA. Oh, I'm aware. And let me let me remind you, that's with a very good reliever closer that they had moved on from at the trade deadline. And Joey Gallo. And Joey Gallo, no one on the in this bullpen scares me that much like there's some good arms but there's no one that scares me that much so the way i look at it is if we're saying you need significant additions to the lineup rotation and bullpen maybe now isn't this isn't the time to invest on names well the reason why just check the link i texted you just because i read that article um I just read this article on MLB trade rumors that I thought was was interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. They could be in the in play. 
At the same time, though, ooh, here's an underrated one. The thing is, if Granky's if uh, well, Granky too, but if Verlander's playing, I feel like at this point in his career, he deserves to and he should ring chase. Yeah. However, if he was just out for the bag, the Rangers would be a very intriguing spot for him. What I'm saying, they're going to get someone big, I think. I actually think they're going to land someone. You're going to be like, okay. Well, my thing is, um, Fangraphs is giving Jack Leiter a 2023 ETA. I'm not sure that's necessarily realistic. For the top pitcher in college baseball last year, it would not shock me if he was up by late 2022. And so you bring in a guy like Justin Verlander, and all of a sudden you have free coach, you have hired coach for this guy that can bring up the guy you hope is going to be your ace for the next 10 years. But, like, but that, LJ, you can manipulate his service time, bud. <laughs> Don't you want to manipulate his service time? Hopefully you can't do that next year. I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, that's... So I think that makes it very interesting because it adds it adds a second layer to the contract for the, for the team. Like that adds a lot of value to me. LJ, anything else from this season? Any random thing that you thought was exciting that we talked about during this entire show this year? You know, something just popped into my head that I genuinely can't believe happened. When Michael Conforto literally leaned over the plate (laughs) and got hit by a pitch to win a game. Bro. I hadn't thought about that so long. That was that was during the stretch where uh, Miami just couldn't, or no, the Mets were locked locked into like five games in a row. Yeah, this was like April, like fourteenth or fifteenth, something around there. That's when that happened, bro. Let's just go back and forth real quick. Just ran name random shit that happened this year. Jared Kleenex walked, tripped, and fell down a flight of stairs so that Wander could run. And we we watched that all unfold. That's that's a great one. Um, the Jared Walsh walk off three run homer on Sunday night baseball against the White Sox. Mm-hmm. First Sunday night baseball. Um, any of the NL West series in May. In April. In April too. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that they had that. Yeah, because it was basically, yeah, it was April was two Padres Dodgers series on back to back weekends. Back to back weekends, and then in four weekends, the Giants had to face the Dodgers twice and the Padres twice. Yeah, it was freaking awesome. Um, something else. All the no hitters. I mean, I was just about to bring up Joe Musgrove. Yeah. Joe Musgrove, Spencer Turnbull. Let's see if I can get them all. Joe Musgrove, Spencer Turnbull, John Means, um, Carlos Rodon. <laughs> no, I got, I got Spencer Turnbull. That was the one I couldn't get the no, other. you're missing a big one. Am Don't I? Look it up. Don't look it up. Oh. You'll get this. Oh, yeah. Bro. No, okay. Uh, yeah, Corey Kluber. 
My guy. <laughs> My guy. First Yankees no hitter in how long? Long time. Um, that dude on the Diamondbacks. Mm. The whole social media thing was just killer. What's oh the Cubs? Didn't they have a combined one? Yes. The Cubs were also casually good for a month. You can't forget that. The Mets were casually good. Also, the Cubs, um, when Craig Kimbrell got the no-hitter, he didn't know that they threw a no-hitter. That was fun. Oh, and there was one more. No, we're missing one. Can I correct your statement with the Mets? The Mets were the most competent team for – a long time. <laughs> For a very long time. They were the most competent team. They weren't a good team. They were most competent. Just that whole, the whole pressure. I think that was, that was my favorite. Actually, that would be a good uh, question to ask. Favorite division race to watch by month. Because easily, the NL East was so entertaining during that August because you had you had Atlanta quietly creeping up behind the other two meanwhile the Mets are like okay we need to beat the Phillies here because if we have to go into that stretch without the lead or without like a one game lead and we have to go play the Dodgers and the Giants and the Dodgers again or whatever it was or maybe it was flipped they had like a couple of ridiculous series in a row they they knew if they didn't get through the first week or so of August unscathed it was all downhill from there, and they did not show up at all. Meanwhile, the the uh, Phillies are doing quite the opposite, going on their hottest run of the year. Bryce Harper balls out. We played baseball in Dunedin, Florida, major league games in Dunedin for a hot minute. Yeah, that that's right. And I just perfect. remembered two more no-hitters. Wade Miley. Oh, yeah. And then Corbin Burns and Josh Hader combined for one. Forgot about that one. And I think that's it. I just can't remember what the dude's name on the Diamondbacks was. Oh, you can you can look it up now that you found Corey Kluber. <laughs> um, Tyler Gilbert. Right. How about Logan Gilbert? How about Logan Gilbert shutting down the Yankees one day when I got back from school? Remember sitting there watching it um, during the summer, and I one of the hundred Yankee games that was a frustrating watch this year. Speaking of that, the game me and you went to. Classic. So much fun. So much fun. Our first ever game going to together. Yep. And for it to be. Yankees Red Sox was awesome. I went to a Syracuse Mets game and I got a ball. Um, really, honestly, yeah, best mo- second best memory of the year, right after that wild card game for me. I got to see my first win at Fenway this year. You got to see a lot of games at Fenway this year. I see a lot of games at Fenway this year. And hopefully, I will see even more next year. Brandon. I'm very fortunate to have found a very baseball-centric group of friends. Add that in with $9 tickets because we didn't get student discount 
for the early games because there was the stadium wasn't all the way full, so they didn't open that up until it was. But next year, oh, it's going to be open season through April, bud. I love it. I did get check on this. According to an AP article from October 6th, Terry Francona is confident that he'll return as Cleveland Indians manager in 2022. That's great news because this team was casually good for a very long time. They still ended up above 500. They're not. I think 80 and 82. 80 and 82. That's still. That's still fantastic for what we were looking at. Like there's a lot of holes in that team, and Tito was a big part of covering those up. Um. Yeah, it's a, been a great season. That's that's for sure, and I've enjoyed every single minute of it with you guys. Uh, being able to hear our perspectives on the game every day was was awesome. And we once again we can't thank you guys enough. Uh, LJ, do we have any last words? Anything? This is a lot of pressure, but no. And we still have our awards episode. Uh, let me figure out, you know, we'll figure out right now when, what day the MLB announces awards. In the meantime, I'll try to figure out. November 18th is when the MVP award is announced. Someday around 18th, 19th, something like that. Actually, that'll be perfect because I'm home for Thanksgiving that week. So beautiful. 2022 World Series winners before we go. 2022 World Series winner. I'm going to give a full prediction right now. LJ. I got to I, I got to do it. I have to do it. Don't hurt yourself, Brandon. Yankees over Padres. Ooh. I can't not pick my team. Come on. I think that's why they didn't do good this year, because I picked the Dodgers. All right, well. You see, my gut feeling is give me Toronto. And I don't know why it's that, but that's what it is. Then I consider that's when I can consider the division they're in. I guess I'm going Dodgers. Okay. Dodgers Astros again. Give it give me another round. Astros will somehow make it back. I love it. All right. Well, until our awards episode, it's been a pleasure. And we will see you March 31st. No, we'll see you way before then. Talking about games, March 31st. Talking about everything else. Speaking of, um, one last memory. The Brandon Goes to College episode. All-time classic.
Which which time? First, uh, going back to college. Yeah, the one where we did the Blues Clues themed episode. Yes, yes. And then, very... we, and then we casually forgot about it and never thought to tie that back in when Steve did his uh, very heartfelt speech on Nickelodeon social media to us a couple a couple uh, weeks ago for the 25th anniversary of Blues Clues. We just casually forgot to bring it up. But, I mean, we're kind of rectifying that wrong now. We got it right now. Brandon, oh, you ever Graham Wallace, LJ. Graham Wallace predicted the Braves would win the World Series in his preseason article. I just saw a tweet from one of the Belly Up Sports guys. Congrats to Graham Wallace. Absolutely. Graham Stradamus. Graham Stradamus and friend of the show. We can't wait for the offseason. There's going to be so much to talk about. We're going to have guests. We're going to have special segments. There will be hot takes. Everything you can imagine from us. And, yeah, we will see y'all. Have a good one. Stay safe. See you later. Enjoy not being able to watch baseball for a long time. Don't enjoy it. Watch old highlights. Turn on some soccer. Turn on some basketball. Turn on some F1. Turn on some F1. I'm too afraid I'm going to be disappointed by F1 and my heart's going to be broken again, but turn it on anyways. Have a good one, y'all. See you luego. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.